0: Hi everyone! Welcome to Sarah Uncensored. I'm your host, Sarah Allspaugh, and I'm here with my friend, Notorious. Welcome, welcome. Today we're talking to Johnny from OhioCannabis.com, which is your number one industry insider and lifestyle brand for all your Ohio marijuana news and information. On this site, you can read up on laws, get advice, and engage in informational discussions by joining the forums. They can assist you in finding a doctor and how to get uh, medical marijuana prescribed, which we're going to talk to him about today. And they're also going to be there as a resource as new Ohio laws and guidelines are created. So OhioCannabis.com and it has everything to keep you up to date. So we're excited to talk to Johnny today about everything going on over there. Welcome, Johnny.
1: Hi, because I appreciate you guys having me on the show and uh, we look forward to talking um, a lot about this with you.
0: Yeah, I know you're on the road, so thanks for calling us while you're driving. Please be careful.
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll (laughs) try to do my best.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I kind of just gave a nice overview there of the website, but uh, what made you start it? Did you see, like, the immediate need for this with these new laws that are going on, or how long have you been um, involved in, you know, sorting all this information out?
1: So I've... You know, I've been buying these domains over the last several years. I own a lot of different other ones like OhioMarijuana.com, OhioWeed.com, the .NET, the .orgs, and many <laughs> other ones associated with this terminology. Um, I knew I wanted to get in the industry at some point. It just took the state forever to actually get a, a legal system going because there was a lot of infighting within the grassroots efforts. And, you know, I think they kind of held things up a lot by fighting against each other versus trying to come together and work as a team. Everybody wanted to, I think, be the top dog and, and make the most money that they can, but they needed to understand that we needed to work together to make this successful.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, we had MPP, the Marijuana Project uh, Policy Project, push an initiative this year that, was looking really good and would have got on the ballot, I assume, but the legislators really wanted to get ahead of that and not allow a ballot initiative because they didn't want anything to change the Ohio Constitution. They wanted to kind of control it themselves, which is really what they're doing right now and kind of putting an issue on the whole system right now, but hopefully things will kind of smooth themselves out over the next year or so.
0: Yeah, so as things are, I mean, we just got like a medical legalization, but it doesn't, I mean, some people are saying it doesn't incorporate a whole lot, but it does. It allows for more than I think. I think it's a good start, I guess. So I I think it's a great start. Okay.
1: Um, You know, it's definitely better than a lot of other states. It's not the best. Um, But at the same time, they wrote in the bill an open-ended ability to add different ailments and diseases to it, change the law as time goes on. You know, like Colorado's had their uh, medical program for 14 years now, and they're probably the best state in the country as far as a a medical and now recreational program. But like I said, it's been 14 years of them trying to get it right. So I think for coming right out of the gate, you know, it's not the best, but we definitely have something great to work with and, I know a lot of the grassroots people aren't happy with it because it, it doesn't allow smoking and it is kind of, um, you know, certain concentrates can't be above 70%. and There's a few things that a lot of people, you know, you're never going to make everybody happy at the end of the day. But as long as you can come to a common middle ground and get something done and help people, and that's really what it's for at the end of the day is to, you know, help people that that have different diseases and ailments that can use medical marijuana to improve their, you know, um, way of life. And also at the same time, it's going to create a lot of jobs and allow a lot of small business owners to kind of live the American dream and start up a company and, you know, run it on their own and, and, you know, live a good life by helping people and running their own business.
3: Wasn't it originally the foreground of our country? Wasn't, uh, some, wasn't some, two of our presidents, weren't they uh, weed growers?
1: Yeah, but more so hemp, I think. Um, but, yeah, there was always, even George Washington was in there talking about smoking a little weed. And, you know, it's, everybody that's ever done it, you know, they keep saying, oh, we need more research to make sure, you know, it's not going to be harmful for people. It's like, the, the research is there by people, you know, the baby boomers. Look at how many baby boomers are doctors or engineers or you know politicians that have done it over the years and you know their brain cells aren't burnt out or (laughs) you know they've accomplished a lot in their lives so to say that you know people are lazy or it's going to burn you out it's just it's just all that fear mongering that i think is finally starting to go away
3: no i have four friends who run a prosperous companies here in cincinnati and all four of them smoke pot um also i heard that um is it true? Maybe you know. Our first American flag was made out of hemp.
1: I don't know that for sure. It would be cool if it was, though. Jesse
3: Ventura is preaching that right now. Have huh. You, you really? know Jesse well, Ventura, yeah. right? Well, Jesse
1: Ventura is a pretty smart guy, and I know there's some controversy with him at all. Chris Kyle situation, but um, I like Jesse Ventura, and, and he's a patriot at the end of the day.
3: He is. Um, I just seen him on uh, the Chelsea Handler show. He was. Uh, he's he in all the conspiracy stuff. Yeah, I like he's him. A, he's a very big advocate. Have you watched that yet? Either <laughs> the one. The Chelsea
0: Handler. No, uh, I haven't th- seen him on there. She's on
3: Netflix. He was just on uh, this past week. I'll have to um, take a look because I like
0: on, him. That'll get me to watch it. There you go. He's
3: on a big thing. Yeah, I like yeah, I like him. Chelsea Handler. She's cool. She's uh, definitely an
1: edgier with her show. I haven't seen her, you know, her, her ne- show for years at this point.
3: She has a Netflix series, and so her interviews are a little bit more in depth, a little bit more. Oh, uh, okay, a little bit more
1: open and probably vulgar <laughs> compared exactly. to her. Exactly. Um, her E Network show she had.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, what city are you and Where are you driving from?
1: So I'm from Cleveland. We're based out of Cleveland, Ohio, and born and raised. Um, we're we're sure. on a, like I said, on our way to Cincinnati. I'm on my way to Cincinnati by myself right now to meet a couple of people that are going to help with this uh, cannabis for and expo we're going to be putting on. We're shooting for end of January. Hopefully the timing goes right. It might have to get pushed back a little bit but um, it's going to be the first part of 2017. There's a lot of different companies that are um, seminars that have happened over the last few months and they do educational things. They do um, you know how to get in the business and how to get licensing and stuff like that. Ohio is a lot of unknowns right now because we don't have any type of laws or guidelines as far as how to get licensed.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, hopefully by then we probably won't have too many more you know understanding or too much more understanding of the laws by the time we do the conference and expo. But we really want to showcase Ohio up and coming businesses that want to get involved in the cannabis industry. I definitely want to, you know, focus on the grassroots effort of, um, like you said, you know, Ohio citizens and residents, you know, getting involved in the industry to help people and start their own business. I think it's really important.
3: Johnny, speaking of grassroots, uh, what is the, what is your first relationship with marijuana and what is your current relationship with marijuana?
1: So... You know, I, I, as a teenager, I was never into it. It just wasn't my thing. I was actually completely against all kinds of drugs. Um, and not that, I mean, everything is a drug at this point. Caffeine is. But I was completely against it. Smoked it once or twice when I was 16, 17. I was like, this just isn't for me. So I'd be slamming liquor on a regular basis. Um, but then as I get into my early 20s, I really started to enjoy it a lot more and really just Kind of did it, you know, almost as a daily user. Whether and I don't have any type of um, specific ailment or disease or anything that it benefits from, other than maybe stress and relaxation, or you know, some things along that. Just enjoyment too. At the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't have to be for medical use. It can be just for you know, recreational enjoyment. And, and a lot of it has been that. Me. So um, I know a lot of people. It is very important for them to you know, help with some things that they're dealing with in life, whether it's
2: PTSD
1: or going through chemo treatments or epilepsy. I mean, there's so many different things that this helps in our, in our body. And the endocannabinoid system is something that they've just studied over the last 30 years, and they're really getting into it very deeply over these last few because it's, it's so accepted now across the country and so much medical use for it. It's just a shame that some doctors are saying, we need more research, we need more research, and it's like millions and millions of people have been smoking it, and clearly, and not just smoking it, but using it in general, um, you know, it's just, it's something that is finally getting the notoriety that it deserves um, nationwide versus, you know, on the underground. Obviously, people have been smoking this on the underground forever now, but being able to come into the limelight of a legitimate source of medication and a legitimate source of um, revenue for businesses that are just providing a very high quality product to a consumer that wants and knows what they're getting.
0: So uh, you mentioned that, you know, it's becoming more well known that it's useful for like PTSD and stuff like that. And I'm curious, like, with these qualifying conditions for medical in Ohio, like, is there going to be room for stuff like that? Are there going to be room for people who maybe want to treat a mental condition like stress or depression and stuff like that? Or are we just looking at, like, epilepsy and, you know, those kind of things?
1: No, you know, right now there's 20 different ailments and diseases that are qualifying conditions under House Bill 523. Um, I don't know them all offhand, um, so I can't, I can't look them up because I'm driving, but um, okay. the, yeah. the way that the bill is written, they are allowing um, petitions at some point in the future for people to add additional um, things to the qualifying condition list. So right now it doesn't cover mental, uh, any type of mental issues or disease or, um, or stress or anything along those lines. Yeah, but I didn't think times- so,
0: and I think that's just a shame.
1: But it is. But, you know, I think as more and more people, I think as this program develops generally across the country and specifically in Ohio, those things will be added on there. Because let's be honest, I mean, at the end of the day, you had a hard day and instead of coming home and cracking a beer, you just want to you know, light up a joint mm-hmm. and just sit back and relax. And, it's the best, the and best so thing many you to do for yourself.
0: That yeah, re- and so many people don't want to be honest about that. But yeah, it's not that big of a deal. That was the reason why I
3: started smoking. I think I was I was uh twenty five years old before I really started smoking regularly. Um before wow. that I had smoked once when I was seventeen. No, sixteen. And um I liked it. I thought it was good, but I grew up in a very uh very tight neighborhood and they thought smoking pot was drugs, was drugs. Even, <laughs> yeah. Even and though. you know, that's
1: the thing. A, a lot of people are scared away. A lot of people have been scared away from it because of the legalities of things. People are very, you know, walking the line of legal or not legal, and they won't touch it because it's been illegal. And I understand that to a certain degree. Um, a lot of these laws and not only the state, but this country just so absurd that you know we're we're a republic, and we should be able to live our lives and do the things we want to do as long as we're not
2: impeding on
1: other people's lives or inflicting you know negatively upon them and um, that's what we need to get back to in this country is realizing that you know and I'm a libertarian at the end of the day when it comes to politics and living your life, it's like you know let me do what I want to do. I'll let you do what you want to do and as long as we're not hurting each other, why you know leave us alone and and that's what this government needs to to realize but you know, it seems that they want to keep putting this vice grip on us tighter and tighter.
3: But on the other side of it, I was also 14 years old drinking vodka, and that was fine. For well, everybody. that's the thing.
1: <laughs> I was drinking when I was 12 years old. Like I said, slamming liquor through my teens, and that was way worse. I mean, Did your parents yeah, smoke or drink? Yeah, I was a big drink?
3: drinker, too. Did your parents smoke or drink?
1: Um, You know, my mother, she's in her 60s, and my father, um, he's passed away, but, not, uh, but he was uh, in his late I think 60s at this point, and... You know, they grew up as hippies, so they did it a little. My my father was more into it growing up, I think, you know, LSD and stuff like that.
2: Did you Um, know? My mother
1: did it, you know, earlier on in her life. She doesn't do it now. Um, She probably could use it the way she's so stressed out. (laughs)
3: um, How old were you uh, when you became aware of your parents' drug use? What's it? How old were you when you became aware of your um, parents' drug use?
1: I don't know, maybe late teens or so. You know, it was nothing that we really talked about or anything and still don't. But I just know that, you know, my parents grew up in the 60s and 70s, and that's just what you did back then. You know,
2: you just you
1: yeah. dropped acid and you smoked weed, and everyone had a great time. And a lot of culture and amazing art has come out of that and a lot of ingenuity and creativity um, has come from that particular era, and we kind of have been seeing a re-evolution of that since the late 90s, 2000s, where psychedelics and marijuana have really increased people's creativity and um, spirituality, really, uh, at the end of the day, too. You know, a lot of people have to realize that when you're, when you're taking these kind of drugs as, as a teenager... Um, you're doing it just to have a good time, but there's really a much deeper, um, understanding of, you know, universe and spirituality when you take these substances the right way and use them as a tool to look deeper into your mind and deeper in, into your soul and, and kind of figure out who we are and what we're doing and what we're meant to, to do here on this earth.
0: I love that. And, um... I think yeah people do need to like they're always portrayed as party drugs and let's go to whatever a rave or something or I don't know what it was like in the 90s and stuff growing up but um And that's great. Hey, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, they, there's know, room know. for that too, but you know there is a bigger spiritual side to it that I don't think people realize and I wonder like what your thoughts are then like in terms of you know are these things illegal because of those reasons? You know, the government doesn't want us to be more aware of our spiritual side or become more peaceful and loving and stuff like that, because then we don't necessarily follow what they have in store for us? I mean, what do you think yeah, about that? And, I, and
1: that's one reason why, you know, the the whole 60s, 70s era, I mean, look at how many people that woke up, and look at how different, um, you know, the people were approached the war back then, and uh, unfortunately they were against the soldiers back then in the vietnam war and it, it wasn't the so you know the soldiers are only doing what they're told they mm-hmm. soldiers sign up to protect us in this country no matter what they're told to to do they have a job and it's not their fault that these you know the people that you know the power that be let's let's call them are using them as a tool to do bad things across the world just like right now you know we're everything we're doing in the middle east and have been for the last 10 years it's you know, we're not doing that for, you know, oil at the end of the day. We, we were doing that for power control and, you know, I'll get really weird into, like, alien stuff you know, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And, and there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, like I said, especially psychedelics, they um, – I went to – so the creator of LSD was Al, Dr. Albert Hoffman. He turned 100 years old back in 2006 – and they had a three day symposium in Switzerland. Um, I went to it by myself, and it was amazing. It was three days of um, science and spirituality and technology and um,
0: that sounds awesome.
1: Just <laughs> everything about yeah, there was like parties and stuff afterwards, but it was so amazing to hear these it was they were world renowned scientists were talking about things that would most people can't even understand, but they were saying that. You know, when when we take you know certain drugs, specifically psychedelics, it, it
0: literally puts you in a different dimension. To where? To where? Oh, we lost you. Are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, yeah. a different. It puts you in a different dimension. Yeah,
3: know this, and, you our know, phone know. reception puts you in a different dimension, also. apparently. <laughs> what does our phone just puts you in a different dimension? Also, <laughs> yeah. that's what we thought happened. <laughs> but
2: don't you, um, that, um, don't you agree
3: that? Don't you agree that? as far as the sixties and seventies go, the country was changing at a rapid pace during that time. Like we were True, fighting yeah. for our oppressions. We were fighting for our civil rights. We were women were fighting to be looked at as equals. Um, a lot more than they are right now compared to then. Uh, I, I'm as far as, I mean, a lot more than to compare to right now. I feel like that's also another reason why, we got so much creativity out of that time because there were so many young people who were seeing their lives change from day to day. And I feel like now, in the last 15, 20 years, we're we're seeing changes, but we're not seeing changes as rapidly as we were in the 60s and 70s. So that could be another reason why creativity has taken a stunt, maybe. Yeah, um,
1: you know, I think for the government obviously could with the kibosh on, um, you know, LSD and things like that back then because it was awakening so many people. And, Mm -hmm. um, but now, you know, through the 90s with the rave and, you know, that whole scene and and through the 2000s, um, people have got back into psychedelics and a lot of, you know, marijuana use with the marijuana use becoming so much higher quality and focusing on the different strains. You know, back then people were just smoking weed and now people realize, hey, this strain can help me feel this way or this strain can help my body, you know, not feel that that issue that I've had with my back or whatever. So we're becoming much more knowledgeable on how these things in general are going to help us as humans, whether it's evolved, you know, mentally and spiritually or just um, help us, you know, on a day-to-day basis of getting through that day of dealing with pain or, or issues like post-traumatic stress disorder um, you know, one of the groups that I've reached out to recently through the website of OhioCannabis.com is uh, the veterans. You know, I think it's very important that they have access to um, a much better way to deal with the issues that they had. I mean, they, lot, so many of them have been put through multiple tours in, in the Middle East and has just, you know, done so much damage to them and so, so much suicide rate. Mm-hmm. Um, is involved with the veterans because they just can't cope and on top of not being able to they're doping them up with so many chemicals and some pharmaceutical drugs and even even if they get them off you know the hardcore stuff they're still keeping them on methadone and the methadone program is just as addictive as heroin and everything else so you it's know, veterans it's 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 sad because it's so you know I'm, I'm not a veteran myself but I'm a big patriot all the way around and you know, I think those guys do an amazing job, men and women, you know, do an amazing job of protecting this country. Um, and they, you know, they, they want it just as bad as everyone else because they use it and see the benefits to it. And actually nationally this year, the, the federal government was going to allow the VA to prescribe medical marijuana to veterans. And then they kind of pulled that back. Oh, they did? Yeah, just like in the last month or so, oh, they said, no. "You know, we're not going to allow that." So that really kind of kicked the vets when they were down. And are you um, kidding
0: me? I thought they yeah. went through with that. That's
1: they, yeah, like they was like there and uh. like it, it passed, and then they pulled it back. And I forget the exact reason, but
0: that's just you know, that's in that's cruel. We cannot. And, this is not okay.
1: And the veterans are, you know, a lot of them don't care. They'll still, they're still going to use it, but a lot of them are also scared to. Right. Um have it in their system because if they lose their medical benefits, you know, they some of them have you know, a lot of them have such conditions that require continued um, medical access that they can never afford it without the VA um, backing them. And a lot of the VA doctors are for it as well, but they can't do you know, their hands are tied until they get the official okay, which is the similar thing that we're having in Ohio right now. Um the Ohio State Medical, so in Ohio, the Ohio State Medical Association is the board that dictates what doctors can and cannot do.
2: Mm-hmm. They're
1: the ones that the doctors are waiting on to give the official okay for the doctors to then to start being able to recommend medical marijuana to Ohio patients. Now, as of just the other day, they actually finally gave... Um, a gray area okay. They were actually against it prior to last week. Um, they, they said that if you want to... So let's kind of start from the beginning. So Governor Kasich signed the law into place June 8th. Ninety days later, it officially becomes a law September 8th. So technically, September 8th, medical marijuana was legal and was, a, was obtainable by patient's but it's a catch-22 because there's no dispensaries, there's no Right, licensing. where do they go
0: and get this stuff? Yeah, then? where do you go and
1: get it? <laughs> you still have to kind of get it from your local dealer or go up. Even if by going out of state, it doesn't work because of the uh, reciprocity uh, reciprocal laws as far as um, the states, out of states, um, will allow. You know, if you're a medical patient here, you can go to their dispensaries and access to their medical marijuana. Every state isn't like that. And Ohio is trying to really make that um, reciprocal law very difficult to use because in Ohio, you're not allowed to have, um, you're not allowed to smoke it. You know, that's their big thing is you can't smoke it. They technically included plant material in the law, but now they're trying to look at pulling that out because they're just so nervous or or worried people are going to smoke it. Um, I do believe vaporizing is no doubt a thousand times better for you health-wise, but, you know, they they also allow for concentrates and things like this in the House Bill 523, so how do they anticipate these people consuming, you know, these concentrates? Right. Uh, You know, you can vaporize some of them, but some of them... You know, you can't vaporize, and you can eat them, and you can put them in pills, but not everybody can swallow a pill, or not everybody can swallow, you know,
2: exactly. in general.
1: So you need different uh, mediums of uh, you know, consumption so that you can, so that everybody can get the relief they need. And, you know, even if you eat it, it takes an hour or two sometimes to kick in, whereas mm-hmm. if you smoke or vaporize it, Get that instant relief immediately, and sometimes people need that, and it's very important.
0: Well, it does sound like we're definitely making steps in the right direction, but to me, it is a little silly that we're going at a snail's pace when you know we do have like the Colorado and California examples out there. It seems like to me we can just like catch up with them right away because we're not that far away. But gosh, there's just like a lot of red tape with this crap. There's
1: a lot to it. There's all you know, especially with a lot of people, uh, or a lot of politicians in Ohio, you know, it's a very conservative state and, you know, they're against anything out of the norm, I guess. But, um, also at the same time, there's just a lot of infrastructure that needs to be, uh, built up. Not only mm-hmm. do the laws need to be created, but, you know, then we need facilities that are, that need to be built and need to be managed and ran and, um, you know, there's just, there. We, it's not going to, even though it's legal, it still takes time to um, figure out the laws and the guidelines, get people through the approval process, which, you know, hopefully isn't going to be a nightmare. And then once people have the licensing, um, you know, then they need to start building. Technically, in order to get a license in Ohio, you're going to need a physical address um, at the time of um, application to... Hmm get an approval if you get an approval so you you need to already have a place picked out and have essentially a lease with them but one of the other problems now
3: is many cities about growing, and, right? say that again you're talking about growing right
1: uh yeah well growing or, or dispensaries or anything a lot of these cities have put um moratoriums on any type of marijuana businesses in general You know, they kind of want to see how these laws are going to be written, but there's some cities within Ohio, specifically Johnstown, Ohio, that is very um, pro-marijuana businesses. And they they actually kind of almost want to set up a campus Mm -hmm. uh, in Johnstown, Ohio, where they're going to take these businesses and put them together and, you know, create uh, an area that's going to be like a Silicon Valley type of uh, concept within Ohio, but for marijuana and cannabis businesses, which is going to create innovation and draw people there that's going to have, you know, different um, creativity. And it goes back to the whole creativity and innovation. It's amazing what people have done in this industry across the country as, as far as creating a product that makes the manufacturing or the delivery system of cannabis a much better way of life.
3: And again, we're talking to Johnny from OhioCannabis.com. dot com. Um, what, as far as uh, OhioCannabis.com, dot com, um, what is our audience going to find on the site and with the campaign that um, shows them easy access on how to get activated into the fight, and also maybe some of the benefits of what's what positive things have been going on across the country from the site.
1: So dot com is a media website, and it's something that has evolved even within my own concept of what I wanted to do with it, even just over these last few months. Like I said, I knew I wanted to get into the business. I just didn't know how or what you know I could do based on all the laws. Right now, it allows me to create a centralized hub of information, and a, it's also a social network for people. They can get on there. Stay up to date on all the news, all the laws. Um, I, myself, grind daily to make sure that I get all the information uh, that I can that happens within Ohio up on the website as quickly as possible. I have uh, three different journalists that work for me right now that are writing stories and um, also doing the same thing. Um, So on top of news and laws uh, that we keep up on, like I said, people... Can go on there and create a profile and have a platform for themselves to not only network amongst each other, but they can promote their brand. If you know, if you're a new, um, if you're a small business and you're you're trying to start a new cannabis company, it's it's going to allow you a platform to kind of promote your business and network with you know like-minded individuals and people that want to get in the industry. And it also provides a, a soapbox for people to stand on and hear their story of how this has affected them or how it's going to benefit them. and They can write their own blog and, you know, upload photos and videos. And we're also, as a website, really going to be focusing on video. Um, once you go on there, you'll see there, there's a lot of information to the website already, but there's also a, uh, a video section. We started doing video about three weeks ago, so we don't have a lot of videos yet, but we're working on getting more up there. Um, right now, they're in HD, and the quality is great. We want to eventually go to 4K and um, get the absolute best quality that we can. But we're really focusing on getting you know as much information out there that we can. There's a lot of events happening within Ohio. We try to go to as many as we can as media to cover them, to not only let people know you know, what's coming, but then what kind of coverage or what kind of information are covered at these events? Because, uh, for instance, I was at, uh, they had a marijuana open forum discussion at the Parma Library uh, two weeks ago now, and they had uh, four panelists. They had Tom Heron, which is uh, probably one of the best attorneys uh, in Ohio right now focusing on the marijuana legalization It had um, Dr. Brian Backelder, which is the president of the Ohio State Medical Association. It had Garrett, and I forget his last name, but he's with funksax.com. He's actually partnered with Snoop Dogg, and they manufacture, in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, smell-proof bags. And he's kind of very involved in all the other states, and he's obviously hoping to get here in Ohio. Um, The other person that was supposed to, there was Senator Kenny Yuko, and he had chemo treatments that week, so he was unable to speak. So he had sent a couple representatives from his office to help answer questions at this um, seminar that was put on by Jackie Borchett, I believe is her name, from The Plain Dealer. And there was about 50 or 60 people there, eventually got to a standing room only because there were so many people that showed up. And the demographics of people that showed up was amazing. There were people, you know, in their early 20s, and there were all the way up to, like, 80-year-old women and, like, 70-year-old men. There, there yeah, so everybody. many people that, that are interested in this that, you know, people that have smoked it or been in the industry or the underground for years, you know. We know a lot about this, but there's been a lot of people that haven't even thought about it because it's been illegal. Mm-hmm. And now all these different seminars and... Um, conferences are going to help teach them and, and, you know, give them a way to learn how to either use this product or get into the industry and start a business.
0: Well, that's really great to hear. And it's super nice to hear that there's like all kinds of people coming out for this. And I love that you guys are there, you know, right there capturing it and relaying this to everyone else who doesn't have a chance to go out to all of this. So thank you for being there and being our eyes and ears on all things and. I'm sure there's, like, going to be so much to come. It's never-ending.
3: And this is a 24-hour, 24, 24 seven-day-a-week job for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: focused uh, pretty much every single day on this, whether it's, you know, doing something like this.
3: Actually, um, for you I'm and your team.
1: Yeah, you know, um, you know, I was, I'm was i the wizard behind the curtain. Right. I like to call myself that. But um, I do have, like I said, now I have three girls that are writing stories and getting information. Um, and as a whole, people like you said are able to go on the website and create a profile and have a voice and, and write a blog about your experience or your knowledge about this product or, or how it can help you or help other people or how you're going to start a business that's going to do this.
3: Is this something that you're, that's uh, financially like for you also? Or um, is this right like a passion of yours?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not... Like, is this yeah, paying the bills? No, not at all. Right. <laughs> In fact, mm-hmm. actually, it costs me a lot of money to, to put this on. Um, you know, and... Are you independently do, wealthy? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, not wealthy by any means. Um, but, you know, I, I, I pay my bills and I eat good food and I take care of my family uh, as best as I can. But I'm, I'm trying to put as much into this. I, I've made a lot of sacrifices especially over the last, um, several months in the last year right. that it's become legal. I put absolutely everything I have into it to give this platform to people so that they can, you know, because people don't, a lot of people don't even know it's legal right now. Right. You know? So you're and strictly
3: a martyr. You're somebody who has a passion for something, who wants to open paths for other people. You don't have to do this. This isn't paying your bills. This is something you're passionate about that you want to give information to other people for them to be able to help themselves. And as far as you and your team to be able to help them.
1: You know, absolutely. And just, just like everyone else at the end of the day, I love to live the American dream and turn this into a profitable business at some, some point. Um, As far as charging people on the website, it's always going to be a free membership. I'll never charge members to be a part of the website. I, I may offer a premium um, membership that would include some things in the future. I don't know what that would be, but it's something that I might do. But um, and the information is always going to be free. Um, small businesses at this time could promote their their upcoming business for free. I may, you know, do some sponsorships with them to help you know pay the bills at the end of the day. I mean, it costs thousands of dollars every year just to keep the website up and going, and it's right. going to be getting bigger and bigger i mean just even from a few months ago i have 10 times the amount of traffic that i had just a few months ago
3: do you feel that help from um certain musicians hurt the process or help it
1: um you know that's a good question just uh one of uh, my journalists tia had an interview with anonymous that dude that is a um not a high level rapper, but a mid level rapper. I know I think, exactly
3: what you're is. talking about. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, um, yeah, I know that person actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so exactly we, what I was wondering.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we we just did uh, like an exclusive interview with him. Um, it just went up on the website like a week ago, and he um, was kind enough to give us uh, an interview. And he's he's involved in the industry. You know, I believe he he has a couple of different things that he's focusing on, and I believe musicians have a platform that allows them to convey a message and a, and a way to promote the, the benefits and their business.
3: Well, yeah, they have an audience. The masses. They yeah, they're huge. Well, yeah, they have an audience. Um, Wiz Khalifa has uh, his own cigarette papers, and they, yeah. they start developing business. Oh, uh, I've seen those. It. He does. That's <laughs> what I was wondering. Like, sometimes, I was um, like, Wiz OK, we I feel like sometimes when you have a celebrity like maybe like Snoop or or Martha Stewart or somebody who publicly smokes pot and is up for it and with an organization that could help it. But then again, I feel like there's certain people like maybe Wiz Khalifa or Shorty Lowe or somebody like that who smokes pot who maybe you guys want to stay away from <laughs> because it would deter people.
1: Uh, you know what? I I'm all for. I'm I'm just for everything. You know, it, it, I'm just for everyone getting because you know it's all different demographics. They're they're not going to reach you know the eighty year old woman that showed up to the to the forum two weeks ago. You know they're they're going to reach a certain group of people that love rap and you know like to smoke weed and and have done that for years. So. It it really resonates, and it's it's all part of the lifestyle, too, at the end of the day. I mean, smoking weed is, you know, at least, you know, I, I, and when I talk about smoking weed, I, I, I overlap the recreational use with it as well. Um, it's just a lifestyle at the end of the day. It's just something that you you get to know and, and use, and you love the smell of the new buds, and you like how sticky it gets in your fingers, and mm-hmm. it's fun rolling a joint or packing a bowl with your friends. I mean, it creates... Uh, Amongst Calm amongst down people. Cheech. Calm down
3: <laughs> Cheech. We get it. You like it.
2: <laughs>
0: no, you're right about that. There's definitely more to it than just, you know, wanting to get high at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much, Johnny, for joining us today. Um, OhioCannabis.com. Where else can folks find you around the internet world? Uh,
1: we're on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Uh, Twitter is Ohiocannabis. Instagram is Ohio Cannabis with the number two because they shut down my first one. Um, <laughs> Facebook is Facebook.com slash OhioWeed.com, C-O-M. Uh, okay. It's very difficult to advertise on um, these social media platforms, so you have to be very careful, and a lot of times you get shut down. I'm so. sure.
0: Uh, um, that's a whole nother sure. conversation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but we, we try our best. and We, you know, we have all... Uh, social media platforms that we utilize and and try to get there but the main thing to do is to draw people into our website and get them you know off facebook and off all these other ones so that they can you know get within our social network and get into a more like-minded area
3: we also want to know when can um sarah and i at sarah uncensored have a photo shoot to be on your website as promoters of marijuana (laughs)
1: <laughs> when, when will the you, you said oh uh, i'm sorry my, my maps are uh, talking while i'm on the phone you said why, when Sa- do you guys want to do a photo shoot for the S- website
3: sarah and i would like to know when we could do a sarah uncensored show photo shoot and have us featured on your website
1: whenever you guys want to i'd love to have it
3: <laughs> okay cool we have you on we're recording this right yeah so we got <laughs> him locked into this okay cool yeah
0: absolutely i better be uh, recording it
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I want to put the. Eventually, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get this interview. Uh, I really I mean, are we gonna be
0: like Johnny posing you. with some fancy flower and stuff? Or what are you talking about your here, friend, here, Jason? We're, <laughs> we're
3: your friend. I'm asking. I'm asking Johnny. We're his friends now.
0: All right. We'll see yeah, what we can uh, come up with here. <laughs>
1: whatever you, whatever you guys want. You know, like you said, I'm, and I'm all about cross promotion and helping Ohio businesses and just you know getting that out there. So. You know,
3: whatever we anything want. you guys
1: want to do or, you know, I'd love to be back on the show again. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours about different things. I mean, there's so much
3: more.
0: Whatever we, we want. He said it. We we've, <laughs> we've got it. We've got it on uh, on tape yeah. here. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much. And yeah, we will have to have you back and uh, we'll send everyone over to OhioCannabis.com in the meantime. So thanks again so much, Johnny, for being here.
1: All right. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate having me on the show.